Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that, that ass up. up. The, the Breakfast Club, Club is on right here. I have to live life. I'm talking to the Breakfast Club this morning. Okay, okay, okay. I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, the Breakfast Club is where people get the information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Pump day. <laughs> yes, it's Wednesday. When you don't brush your day. teeth. When you, haven't, when you haven't brushed your teeth yet, that laugh sounds crazy. And the breath comes right back at you. Did smell yeah. a little stinky. Well, good morning, guys. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Yes. Um, you know what? I, I want to say thank you to you, Ye. You know, Ye reported a story yesterday about, um, I don't remember what car insurance company giving 15% back. All right? state. All state. All state. So I called Geico, and Geico was like, nah, B, this is not what we're doing over here. So I just emailed Geico and the president and everybody a letter saying it's so not fair. Um, and they emailed me this morning and says, yes, you're absolutely right. We're going to be giving 15% off to all our customers. Ain't that dope? That is great. That is Listen, dope. that's amazing right now because people do need cash and pocket right now. So when, when nobody's really And nobody's driving. driving. <laughs> nobody's yeah. driving, so the cars are just sitting. So, you know, to... to to, you know, charge people full price and nobody's really driving their car. The, the, the accident rates are going down. I think Geico did a good thing. Thank you, Geico. They said I don't right, have to. Nobody is was... driving. Mm-mm. My wife, yeah, my wife there's told a lot me of people to go have, crank the car up. Yep. Who have gym, people who have gym memberships, you know, they shouldn't be charging you every month because the gym is closed. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, yesterday I had a pretty good Q&A panel online. I did this, uh, it's called uh, Q&A The Panel, and they're doing different cities. So yesterday was New York. So they had Swiss Beats on there. They have Fab, Lenny S., Wayno, uh, Stephen Victor, DJ Spin King, my guy Ryan Press, Susie Rue, and Maria Garonos. So that was a pretty fun thing. They were talking about uh, the music industry, answering questions. Everybody was welcome to join in the conversation and post their questions on the Zoom, it was it was fun. It was like we were all together. So this definitely is going to change how people interact in the future because this is not something that would have ever probably just happened online like this. Yeah, because you know, uh, yesterday um, the teacher hit me from Camden, New Jersey. She's a teacher, and she said that her students were just a little down. And she was like, you know, the virtual class is difficult for them. Um, she wanted me to sneak on the Zoom and then in the middle of class just start rocking. So um, that's what I did. So yesterday at 1230, I plugged up to their Zoom and uh, I just started rocking. And I mean, just to see their faces and it was just a break from the from what they were doing, their classwork and all that. Everybody was partying. It was like uh, 90 people on that Zoom. So they got a lot of kids in that class and teachers. So I was able to do that for about 30, 40 minutes just to let them rock. And then they went back to class. I mean, they were so grateful and so excited. So shout to the students at Camden. I'm not sure up to school. Uh, but I know it was a, a, a teacher. Her name is Miss Booker out in uh, Camden, New Jersey. So she's a Hampton alum. So she hit me up. So I said, let's do it. So I think I'm going to be doing that for a lot of schools. Just, just you know, helping the kids out because this is not easy for kids. I mean, it's it's definitely new for them. I know we talk about ourselves so much, but the kids are having a difficult time as well. 
I've, I've always thought that that was the worst part of this whole situation. You know what I'm saying? Because my daughter's 11 years old, and she loves, you know, cheerleading. And, you know, she don't get to cheerlead right now. She was supposed to go to the World Championships for cheerleading in May. But just the whole social aspect of them not seeing their, their, their friends every day and not being able to do their extracurricular activities, that's the worst part. We're going to be all right. Because y'all right. talk about all that productive stuff y'all did yesterday. I, all I did was dream. I had a dream last night that I didn't know whether it was a nightmare or a good dream. And it was a dream that I was walking through Target, either Target or Walmart, and I was dapping everybody up. Mm -hmm. And I woke up slightly terrified, but then also slightly like, damn, I really do hope we get to shake each other's hand again one day. Mm. So who knows? Mm -mm -mm. All right. Well, Lala will be joining us this morning. We're going to kick it with Lala. Lala Easy. Yeah, she got us. Yeah, she's doing a lot of positive things. She got a show premiering today on a Facebook watch called mm -hmm. Reclaim My Life. Lala, Lala Anthony Reclaiming My Life. Or Reclaim mm -hmm. My Life. And also, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Yes, we told you about these elections in Milwaukee that were happening yesterday. Even though every other state decided to push theirs back till June in Milwaukee, they're the only state that said they, they still were going to hold elections yesterday, even though people are telling you stay at home, shelter in home. People did have to go out and line up, so we'll tell you what happened at the polls. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with uh, what's happening right now with Donald Trump. Yesterday, he was saying that he was planning to put a hold on funding for the World Health Organization, WHO. Here's what he said. The uh, WHO, that's the World Health Organization, receives vast amounts of money from the United States. And they uh, actually criticized and disagreed with my travel ban at the time I did it. And they were wrong. They've been wrong about a lot of things. And they had a lot of information early, and they didn't want to do very... They seemed to be very China-centric. And we're going to put a hold on money spent to the WHO, and we're going to see. It's a great thing if it works, but when they call every shot wrong, that's no good. All right. Well, he then backtracked later on in his statements when he was questioned about putting a hold on funding, and here's what he said. So is the time to freeze funding to the WHO during a pandemic? No, maybe not. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but we're going to look at it. You did say We give a tremendous... No, I didn't. I said we're going to look at it. We're going to investigate it. We're going to look at it. But we will look at ending funding. Uh, that's just him being petty and being upset that they disagreed with him. So he's trying to, to scare the who. I don't know why he's trying to scare the who at a time like this. Because by, you know, you have a whole country of people that are already terrified and already scared. And they hear you say that. And they're like, huh? You're not going to help the World Health Organization? So I, I, don't, I don't understand his logic for that. Other than just being uh, petty and being a bully. Very petty. All right, now in Wisconsin, they held their primary election in the middle of this whole entire pandemic. It, I don't understand how you tell people, stay at home, stay at home, stay at home, and then you have an election. Every other state has pushed theirs back, except for uh, in Wisconsin. So let's hear, um, I, I'll give you guys a, a little scoop on what happened there yesterday. As voting began, they said lines were very long. A lot of poll workers quit. So they had to consolidate its 180 polling places down to just five locations. In those locations, they said voters did stretch around multiple blocks. 
And they did have nearly 300 of the state's National Guard troops that replaced the volunteers who quit. A lot of people requested absentee ballots ahead of last week's deadline, but they didn't get them in the mail. So they did still have to go out and uh, physically get online and vote just because they wanted to make sure that their vote counts. Now, people did have to say stay six feet apart as they were waiting online, but people were waiting online for an extremely long time. And... That's what it was looking like there. There's a lot of places now where people have to line up to get things, even though we're trying to practice social distancing in Florida. They had a really long line for unemployment, and that line did lack social distancing. In Texas, the food bank had a line that was miles long. So it's Mm. not an easy time. And to require that people have to actually leave their houses and go someplace crowded seems counterproductive. Well, here's the thing. This is going to be the new normal for a while. So you have to figure out what's essential and what's not. And voting should be considered essential because in November during the presidential election, not much is going to change. And you have to understand that's what Republicans want. Like this is a form of voter depression. It will depress people and make them want to not go out and vote. Low voter turnout helps Trump. So you you have to treat the elections like they're essential, like they're going to the grocery store, like they're going to the, the pharmacy. You have to. Yeah, but every every place else pushed theirs back to June. So you can't push I don't back the presidential why. election. The presidential election is not. Well, this isn't back. the presidential so, election. That's I'm in Wisconsin. Saying, yeah, but, but you're creating a precedent. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that they should be pushing these back. The reason I don't think they should be pushing these back is because the Democrats have to get to a point where they finally got a nominee, right? There's no more Bernie. There's no more Biden. There's just one. And that person has to focus on beating Trump in November. So I, yeah, I, but I, I think know, voting is essential. Yeah. I, see, this is the thing. Um, I don't think it's essential. I think they should push it back. But since they have everything else open... They should have that open, and I'm going to tell you why. It's I mean, voting. I went, to, I went to Home Depot yesterday, and there was a line of about 100 people waiting to get in there. You know, So there's a lot of people that are moving around that they say are essential that necessarily I don't think maybe have to be essential. I think maybe we should shut this country down for a little bit, but since it's not shut down... I can see them still doing voting because that's very important because we do have an election. And then people who actually apply by the deadline for the absentee ballots never got them. So that's an issue too. People were responsible, did what they were supposed to do and couldn't do the absentee ballots. They should have at least extended that or made sure people got their votes in for that. I'm just telling you right now, when November 6th comes around and it's the presidential election and you out there trying to encourage people to vote, they're going to remember for all of these months where we said voting wasn't essential and it's going to be a low voter voter turnout and that low voter turnout is going to help. Donald Trump. That's you guys. All right. Just remember that in November. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are open. A number again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. With them sharks, not down the drum. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, this is D'Angelo. D'Angelo, what's up? D'Angelo. We know who your mama's favorite R&B singer was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, bro? Get it going? off your chest, man. Well, I had a question regarding what you said over the air, uh, Charlemagne. Well, actually, it was uh, DJ Envy. You said something about, about uh, you would like to see the whole country shut down. Yeah, Envy um, said I mean, that. Was, yes. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what does that look like? Well, what do you mean by that? Um, I think people would have to stay in their house except for going to the hospital. I, I think that uh, 
after we received the check and people received their check, they allowed them to buy food enough for to hold them down for, I guess, 10 to 14 days. The problem is the more that we go out, I think the more that I think this virus would be spread around. I think the problem is people are still out and about and not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, those checks are not coming for a while. Yeah, no. Those checks are not coming for a, a, a few weeks. <laughs> but the problem is people are not right, listening. I mean, you still people see you sitting at home. You said what, sir? I said, I don't went from two jobs and driving lifts to not just sitting at home. Right, and we will continue to be sitting at home as long as people are still in the parks and they're still doing things and still being together. People are still having parties. They're still having uh, front yard uh, concerts. People are still doing things that are sending this virus all over the place. We need to get away from that. Like, people are still well, in the parks, um, bro. Well, here's the thing. America as a whole does not have the discipline, the social distance. And I was uh, thinking about this yesterday, right? I was like, would things really be different under President Barack Obama? And I was like, no, our, our Hillary. And I'll tell you why. Because the other side, like those, 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 those white people in rural areas who are Trump supporters, they wasn't, they're not going to listen to them. When they tell them, hey, you know, we got to do a government mandate, they're going to look at us. They're going to look at them and think they're doing martial law. So they, they wouldn't listen either. So they would still be out. Yeah, that's true. Well, we need somebody to come make sure everybody stay home. Yeah. We, we don't have the need, discipline. We need to start spreading this virus around. But thank you for calling, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, DJ Emmy? This is Mark. What's going on, man? What's up, Mark? Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, so yesterday y'all interviewed Bishop T.D. Jakes, and you asked him like you've been asking every religious figure, what are the churches doing? And his answer was like the most disrespectful non-answer that a pastor could give. He said, only those in church don't know what the church is doing. And I think y'all let him off a little too easy with that answer. And, you know, Charlemagne is always saying, you know, these politicians like Joe Biden, um, they need to have black-specific agendas. But y'all let a black, prominent, multimillionaire pastor get away with that kind of answer. And that's kind of disappointing, man. Um, black can, I, can you do me a favor? Not, yes, sir. Go back and watch that interview on on uh, Breakfast Club, because to he podcast. told you he told you exactly what the church was doing. You you you're taking that one sound bite, but he t he told you exactly what the churches do, big and I small thought, churches. He's, I thought that one sound bite was disrespectful. With how how he said it, if you if you weren't in the clubs, you would know. Uh, I thought that was foul, but I mean, to each his own. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's to each his own. I'm, I'm I'm happy for his congregation, and everything he does for his congregation. I, you know, when when you ask those type of questions, dude, these are the questions that people really have questions about. And the same thing with the faith question. I mean, but if he wants to answer it and take it that way, he can. I, I don't have a problem He with said that. they feed people, they clothe people. He said church is big and small. When y'all were talking about coronavirus, what are they doing specifically in regards to coronavirus? This is an issue, as we see the news, they're saying that black people are dying disproportionately. So what Absolutely. are these black churches doing besides feeding and clothing these people when they're bringing in millions and millions of untaxed dollars per year? My brother, what are you supposed to do uh, for something that was called for, for for something that was caused by systemic racism? Like like the reason black people are suffering is because of an institution called systemic racism that has caused us to have uh, the worst type of health care that have caused us to have yeah, pre-existing yeah, medical like conditions. I don't know what to tell you. You can't, I, hey. you can't make excuses for him, Charlie Man. You really can't. Well, here's the thing. Here, 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 I'm not making excuses ask, for him. I'm I'm just gonna simply tell him: make sure you're doing what you're asking other people to do. Because I want to know. Well, that's all. I just want to make sure you ask. Because I don't see. I don't see how you can knock somebody for what they're not doing if you don't even know what they're doing. And when Nobody. they tell you what they're doing, you don't think it's enough. 
No, nobody, nobody knocked him for not doing it. I just asked him. I said, in this time where people need and people donate, you know, millions of dollars to the church, and now people are effed up. What is the church doing to give back? You we gotta stop saying anything. that, though. Stop what, saying why? people are donating millions of dollars to the Pe- church because that's do. not what they're doing. No, they don't. Oh, what they do is they come millions on millions around the country to churches every year. They do absolutely they come, positively. They, they come, they they come on Sundays and they tithe and they offer. Like they, the church is providing a that's service. I'm a bishop. Bro. Okay That's then, I'm, 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 but I'm providing a service. I'm not putting a gun to nobody's head and saying, "Give me that." You're not, and I'm not putting a gun to any church and say, "Give back." I'm just asking, are they doing it? That's all I'm asking. That's all and, I'm and asking. When, and, and when he tells you he is and what he's doing, y'all don't want to hear it. Y'all, y'all like, no, oh, y'all don't accept it. I'm just being honest. Hey, if if you weren't in the club, you would know. What, what people in the club don't go to church? I just thought it was an effed up way to answer. That's all. I mean, he's 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 able to say what he wants, and I'm able to say what I want. But get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? It's Lynette. Lynette, good morning. Get it off your chest, Lynette. Um, I want to talk about the man that 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 post that's on Facebook with that um guy that's in the fish and his show in Ohio. Yes, yeah, in Ohio. That's a Ohio. Yeah, that's a very sad situation, and I just want to know like who can who's gonna step up and like help these guys? I know they committed crimes. I know it, it's not right. But it, 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 it's definitely not right that they sitting in their dorms and people are dying in their dorms and they got to sit in there. They can't even social distance. Well, they're asking you, they're asking you to call, um, you know, the governors in various uh, places, you know, that are, that are, that because they're trying to reduce the jail and prison populations and get people like that who have those, those short stays left. They're trying to get them to be, to come home. So they're asking you to call the governors in those, uh, those states, but you can go to, uh, at reform because reform has the safer plan uh, that, they, that they're that they're recommending, and you can go to reform and figure out see how to help uh, those brothers and sisters in jail right now. But yes, the Reform Alliance, Jay-Z and Meek Mill actually donated 130,000 surgical masks to prison so far. So I know they're still planning to do a lot to get them some much-needed equipment there for the not uh, just not not prisons specific, specifically Rikers. It was more than when it was Rikers, and then it was in Mississippi they donated, in Tennessee they donated also. And in Hello, Rikers, they only this? got one mask, and the CEOs told them they're not getting no more. Hey, Hello, who's man? this? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I just want to praise you guys for still being here, giving us good news in the morning. And um, I just find it crazy how um, they're throwing all this back towards the black community. You know, I mean... I know the black society get out and travel, but we're not traveling like everyone. You know? What are you talking about, sir? How, um, you know, I was just reading in the news how they were saying uh, the epidemic is getting stronger within the black community. It is because of systemic racism that has made us so susceptible to get hit the hardest. We have existing medical issues. We got less access to health care. Jobs in our communities are always unshaky, so are always unstable. So, yeah, it's going to hit us hard. And they said that's another big reason why in Wisconsin a lot of black people weren't able to come out and vote because a lot of them were sick. Even though in Milwaukee, 7% of that state is black, 40% of the total people with um, who died from coronavirus were black. So that's why they're saying that was another reason they should have postponed the election. And that's why I say it feels like we can't, we, we can't address coronavirus in the black community without addressing the issues of systemic racism. And I feel like that has to be incorporated in a message to get out and vote. To, to, to register people to vote, 
Because it's, people are forgetting that a presidential election is right around the corner. And they got the issues that are really causing coronavirus to hit us so hard have been happening for years. And that's why who's in the White House matters. That's why who's in these local offices matters. So we got to get people out there and vote. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about this Harvey Weinstein docuseries that is coming, and it starts on Sunday. I'll give you more details on that. Also, we'll talk about a new daytime talk show that is premiering in September and a book that is being made into a series also. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee has it. on The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Yes, so Ellen DeGeneres really got people upset yesterday. She was talking about herself being at home quarantined with her wife and she's in her mansion in California. Her mansion is, by the way, $27 million and it sits on 8.24 acres of land. Mm -hmm. Here is what she said that had people upset. One thing that I've learned from being in quarantine is that people, uh, this, this is like being in jail is what it is. It's uh, mostly because I've been wearing the same clothes for 10 days and everyone in here is gay. Yeah, Ellen gonna have to come to the front of the congregation this morning because she has no idea what's happening in prisons all around the country. She has no idea what's happening in Rikers, what's happening in Elkton, Ohio, what's happening in Atlanta. Like all these prisoners that have phones, they're showing us some very disturbing images of, of, of how they're being treated during this global pandemic. So she needs to come to the front of the congregation. It's a good moment to teach. All right. Now, I want to congratulate Michael Arsenault. He's been on The Breakfast Club before, and he wrote the book, I Can't Date Jesus. And he has another book, which actually I'm in the middle of reading right now. It's a collection of his essays. And um, that book is I Don't Want to Die Poor. It's an essay collection where he talks about his struggles with private student loans and economic anxiety. So that book is out now also. But congratulations to Michael Arsenault because they are doing an adaptation of his I Can't Date Jesus book, Love, Sex, Family, Race, and Other Reasons I Put My Faith in Beyonce. And that is being done by Gerard Carmichael, Lee Daniels, and Mark Velez. So congratulations. They're saying that that is going to be a half-hour series. Drop on the clues bombs for my guy, Michael Arsenault. Very, very talented brother. Very, very entertaining writer he is. Salute to Michael. He deserves that. All right. Now, Harvey Weinstein, there's going to be a new series that actually starts on Sunday on the ID Network, the Investigation Discovery Network. And that's basically a lot of women who will be sharing their stories of abuse because of him and the trauma that they had to go through. His former assistant will share her story. And she talks about the day of sentencing when he got 23 years, how vindicating that was for her because of all the lives that he destroyed. Uh, there's a lot of women who will be taking part in this series. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, nobody's done anything on Harvey Weinstein. But there's clearly a lot of things that are in the works and a lot of women coming forward to tell their stories. All right. Also, Nick Cannon's daytime talk show will be premiering in September. And a lot of people have picked up that talk show already. So you can look forward to seeing that on Fox, on CBS, Sinclair, Nextar, Hearst, uh, a whole bunch of different networks. So congratulations to him. He's got yeah, the most jobs out of anybody. Mm-hmm. And Nick Cannon, yeah, drop on, a busy guy. Yeah, dropping a clues bounce for Nick Cannon. I, I hope that uh, these TV studios can get back to production soon. You know, I hope that... You know, if it's, if it's a live show in September, I really do hope that uh, we're back up and running in September. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he's so, He's a too. busy guy. I mean, hosting The Masked Singer, hosting Wild and Out. He also has a radio morning show, so he's got a lot of things going on. So Nick Cannon works. And he has a working. Dr. Sebi doc- documentary coming out also, which he put out that trailer Nick- for that we played for you previously. 
Nick been working. That's why we don't understand why he has time to go to a recording studio. You know what I mean? That's the one thing that we wish he did not have time to do was go in the studios and record raps. But other than that, Nick is always working, and we appreciate that's, it. That's for his mental health, man. He just loves to do that to get things off his chest. I don't believe people, that. I believe they, he's trying to love, prove something to people. For some I don't people, believe that. I believe he loves, love doing something and they don't have to do it. It doesn't feel like work, right? No, I think he's trying to prove something to people. I think he really wants to be known as a good rapper. I think that's the one thing that bothers Nick Cannon. He just wants somebody to say he's dope on that microphone just one time. Just one. All right, now Tyra Banks is doing her Harper's Bazaar Food Diaries YouTube series, and she talks about how she actually has gained some weight since she posed for the 2019 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit cover. Here's what she had to say. I have a very interesting relationship with food. I have to say that it is one of the most important things in my life. A lot of my personal life and the things that I like to do and my hobby is food. So much so that right now I am 25 pounds heavier than I was on the cover of a very famous swimsuit magazine that came out last year. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are going, uh, uh, gaining a lot of weight right now sitting at home too, so... You know, I mean, well, it's a good time to keep a food diary. Well, that's why I said yesterday, the, the, the best thing that you can do right now is watch what you're consuming. I mean, two reasons you should watch what you're consuming. Number one, because, you know, you don't want to get fat because sometimes right around the corner. And number two, you got to ration food at a time like this. You just do because you don't know when they might just tell everybody, look, we're closing everything down. You got to stay home for two right. weeks, including the grocery stores. So you should be rationing food at a time like this. Watch your portions. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, we'll be talking about California. Right now in California, they have some uh, new rules that have taken place. We'll tell you what that is. We'll also talk about some of the effects of coronavirus on the environment. All right, we'll get into that next. And also next hour, Lala will be joining us. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start with ye? Well, let's start with L.A. The mayor there has ordered that everybody has to wear face coverings, employees, customers, whenever they go to essential businesses. Here's what Mayor Eric Garcetti had to say. Starting this Friday, April 10th, all employees of many non-medical essential businesses will be required to wear cloth face coverings over their noses and mouths while at work. Employers are required to provide these face protections or to reimburse employees for their costs. This applies to workers in grocery stores, drug stores, restaurants, hotels, taxis and rideshare vehicles, and construction sites, among others, uh, the other central businesses. Well, that's the they new also normal. Have to, they also have to provide employees access to a clean restroom with soap and sanitizer, and they have to wash their hands every 30 minutes. Well, yeah, that's going to be the new normal. Masks and gloves are going to be a part of everybody's outfits for a long time. Fashion Nova might as well roll out the line because we all going to be out here looking yeah. like Michael Jackson. Might as Absolutely. well get pet monkeys, too. We all going to look like we want to be starting something. Trust me. All right. L.A. also has experienced the cleanest air quality in decades with all of this uh, stay-at-home order, as well as many other major cities across the world. So right now, that is one thing, I guess, that's positive. They yeah. said it's the cleanest the air they've had in itself. decades. Mm-hmm. The world is mm-hmm. healing itself. Nobody's driving. It's it's a lot of exhaust that's not out there. So, I mean, that is a great thing. 
All right, now we all, all know keep, that. Y'all, y'all, y'all mm-hmm. keep acting like the Earth isn't a living, breathing organism, and don't be surprised if the Earth decides, you know what? I like it without all these humans. All right, they don't know how to peacefully coexist with me anyway, and then they get us the hell up out of here. Remember the dinosaurs? Exactly. All right, now, as we all know, coronavirus has also been disproportionately affecting uh, people of color and people in neighborhoods where they just don't have access to what everyone else has access to. Here's what Van Jones has to say. A rumor got started that black people were literally immune to this disease. The numbers for the black community are going to be completely different than the numbers coming out of China or Italy because it's an epidemic jumping on top of a bunch of other epidemics already in the black community. We already have an epidemic of high blood pressure, which is lethal if you get this disease. Nobody's saying that. We already have an epidemic of asthma, obesity, etc. You got to start saying to your black relatives, your black friends, if you take pills every day, are you supposed to get your butt in the house because you are going to die? That's right. He's absolutely right. Black mm-hmm. Americans have more existing medical issues, less access to health care. Like, yes. All those factors have made the coronavirus pandemic uh, something that impacts black people more. A hundred percent. And in Wisconsin yesterday, they held their primary election in the middle of this pandemic. Now, every other state has pushed these elections until June, but in Wisconsin, it still happened. And what they are saying is, you know, this is something that was was really done, not just because of the Biden-Sanders ticket, but also because right now what they are saying is that there's a race between the conservative incumbent justice Daniel Kelly and a liberal challenger Joe Karofsky and the Republicans are the one that pushed it through to make sure that this actually had to happen yesterday and disproportionately in Milwaukee while they black people might make up 7% of the population they do make up 40% of the people who are dying from coronavirus uh, and there was a lot being said about that happening yesterday and also a lot of people got their absentee balance absentee ballots sent to them, but they weren't able to um, get them back and get them counted in time for whatever reason. Some people didn't get their votes in the mail, but they refused to make any changes in Wisconsin. So now now Wisconsin is conducting an election that the state's largest newspaper, which previously endorsed Republican leaders, are saying is the most undemocratic in the state's history. Well, guess what? They're not going to push back the presidential election in November either. And voting is essential, you know, because a lot of a lot of people know that we're in this situation because of our current administration. And trust me, this is what they want. This is like a, a, a form of voter depression. It will depress people and make them want want to not go out and vote. And low voter turnout helps Trump. So that's what they're banking on. So, you know, we have to look at voting as essential, like going to the grocery store, going to the pharmacy, especially when November comes. Yeah, we just got to be careful. We don't need to spread the coronavirus more, you know. Absolutely. People to the polls, so we and people who are sick, how to do it safely. People who are sick weren't able to go out and vote. People who are being affected, so it was impossible for them. You don't want people standing online with coronavirus trying to go and vote. And they were right. supposed to exactly. be a hundred and. And 80 locations open for people to vote. It got whittled down to five. So you can imagine what those lines were like in Wisconsin. And, 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 All and right, trust well that- me, once, once, again, once again, this is what the Republicans want. They are going to use this to their advantage, just like they use Russian interference and anything else. So I don't know. Maybe it's going to be up to the youth. Maybe it's going to be up to the young to go out there and vote in droves in November. But you cannot be afraid to go to the polls in November the same way you're not afraid to go to the grocery store or the pharmacy now. Voting is essential, especially at a time like this. I ain't go front. I'm well, scared that to go to the grocery store and all those places now, too, though. <laughs> front page news. Uh, put your mask on and put your gloves on. Yeah. Uh, well, put it like this. You're more afraid to go to the grocery store now or are you more afraid of four more years of Donald Trump? Because we're in this situation right now because uh, his administration didn't react quick enough. Right. So, I mean, pick your poison. 
Hey. Yeah. All right. Well, people well, should have been able to do those news. absentee ballots, though, for real. They need to figure out different ways to make these elections so that you don't have to, if you can't go in person, still be able to vote because that was an issue, too. All right. Now, when we come back, Lala will be joining us. We'll kick it with Lala. Yes, she got a lot what she's working on, so we'll talk to her. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. Lala. The family. Family right. right here. Good morning. Good morning. Wow, this is... I, I, I'm still getting used to this whole thing. Like, I'm still <laughs> getting used to it. How, how are you, Lala, Lizzie? How's the family? You know, I'm, I'm, everybody's good. I'm sad. You know, just the current state of the world and definitely sad about New York, where I'm, where I'm from, where I live. It's just like you want things to get better and you want people to listen so they can get better. But everybody just doesn't seem to be getting, you know, the message. And I feel like every mm -hmm. single day with me, I'm getting a call that somebody I know either got it or is in the hospital it's like every day i feel like it's getting closer and closer to where right. it's all of a sudden like somebody in your family or somebody close to you it's, it's changing right. by the day before it was like you kind of knew somebody that knew somebody that mm -hmm. knew somebody and then it was like oh no it's my mom's friend then it was like oh it's uh, uh my uncle like it keeps just mm -hmm. getting closer and closer and it's like it makes you just take it a lot more seriously. Now, how did you know you so early? Because we seen you get out of Dodge early. I seen Lala <laughs> dressing up, Lysol. You got out of New York like two weeks ago. Like you knew something. Somebody called you. <laughs> um, I just, I just was watching the news, and I was like, I don't want to get stuck here, and I don't want to be stuck in my apartment by myself, especially if there was some type of quarantine. Like, I didn't want to be in my apartment alone um cayenne was heading out west because it was spring break so i was like mm -hmm. you know what it might be the best idea to just get out of here and i kept telling myself i'll be gone for a week and i'll just come back i'll see how it plays right. out and i'll come right back a week has now been what it's been like three weeks since i've been yeah, right. out mm -hmm. of new york and i was really really missing new york yesterday but it just doesn't seem like i mean you hear so many different things i'm curious to know what you guys think you talk to a lot of people and you hear a lot of things too like what if you just had to say what do you think how how much longer like what do you guys think i think if everything and, keeps going the way that it's going i think um the end of april early may we'll we'll, we'll probably be sort of kind of back i don't think we'll ever be back to normal normal but we'll right. be kind of back right. in a in a routine i think i think it's yeah. just still really hard to tell i would say by the end of may is what it's looking like just because you know it's been multiplying and spreading and some people are asymptomatic and some people still haven't gotten it. They said they, these next couple of weeks will be the worst, you know, the apex of it. So we'll see. Yeah. In the past few days in New York, the, the past few days in New York, the curve, they says has been flattening. They just don't know if that's a blip or if it's actual a plateau that is really, really right. going down. Right. Yeah. And another thing I'm noticing, because I was going to say my mom even had to get a test and thank God it came back negative. But when it starts hitting that close to home, it just, feels different but another thing i've been noticing like you hear that people are getting better but then some people get better and then they get sick again like you know right. they've been feeling good and then all of a sudden they're back in the hospital so we just kind of got to see how it plays out i agree with you know you guys i don't think new york or even the world is going to be back to normal yeah. ever mm -hmm. but you know hopefully we could be back outside so what do you, you have to lean into the uncertainty of it lala yeah. You have to lean into the uncertainty of it because you're a cancer and you're going to worry about every goddamn thing and everybody. So you just have to lean into the uncertainty of it. 
cancers will drive themselves crazy thinking about this. So, yeah, I just have to lean into the uncertainty and take it day by day. I think if I think too far ahead, then I start getting getting a little stressed out. So what are you doing yep. to stay sane? Because I see you at all the battles. You're watching the battles. All the <laughs> DJ lives. You're on the DJ lives. So what is Lala doing to stay sane during this this quarantine? The battles have been have been it. It's just so crazy that the way life is now, like my Saturday night was the, um, who was that? Oh, the T-Pain versus Little John. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this Saturday night is lit. Like, that's what I was <laughs> on, a, on a Saturday night. Or, you know, the Dream versus John Garrett. Like, it's just been keeping Instagram and just life entertaining and actually giving you something to, you know, look forward to. I mean, I'm still working during the day. A lot of this Zoom calls and just things like that. Um, I'm launching a new show on Facebook um, today that I'm super excited about. I wanted to talk to you guys Woo. about that. Reclaim your life. So, um, reclaim your life today. So basically, it's on Facebook Watch. And I wanted to do a series. You know, people always talk to me about hosting again and doing things like that. So I wanted to do a series that I felt like made sense for women out there who are trying to reclaim their lives. Women who feel like, you know, they just have really low self-esteem or, or low confidence because of bad relationships, because of bad choices they made in life and just giving them a chance to reclaim their life. So what we're doing is an internal and external makeover. It's only like 13 minutes long on Facebook Watch. And it's a really powerful, powerful series. I only have one episode because of the quarantine. I haven't been able to film anything else, but it's a powerful series that really shows women reclaiming their life. And on the first episode, um, I had my glam team, Karuchi came by and kind of gave the woman some uplifting words. And it was really cool. So definitely check it out. It's facebook.com slash reclaim life today. And um, I'm excited about that. I'm always about giving back and just making people, especially women, feel good about themselves. So this show allows me to do that. And I'm, I'm really, really proud of that. How well, did you, you mention glam, would, right? Who, how did you choose who was going to be the women that you actually profile on the show? So different women wrote in and just talked about their life experiences, whether it was, you know, I was in a dysfunctional relationship or I was abused or I just, you know, caught maybe a felony at a really young age and I can't get a job now because I, that's still on my record. You know, just different stories I, w- I was reading and I just was picking, you know, what really spoke to me and what I thought would really speak to women out there and I always say you know with the glam part like you can put on all the makeup the hair the lashes all of that but if you're not right on the inside like none of that even matters so we start the show we're really working on what the issues are on the inside and then kind of the icing on the cake is they get a full you know makeover as well but the makeover to me was the smallest part of it it was really about working on the inside and what was going on there and I think nah, we really la, la, on the I don't room. know I'm Look at your you glam now. this morning. Your nails is done. Yeah, I was about to say your nails you are done. You got your hair done. Your hair Your makeup done. is fine. You, you doing something now. You ain't staying You ain't in. social distancing from your glam No, nah, you not. First of all, let me get Angela on this. Angela, anytime a girl has a hat on, you know what's going on. <laughs> it's a nice little cover. Same reason the guys have their hats on. <laughs> Right. When the fitted comes out, it ain't right under here. So it's not, it's not what you think it is. I did my own makeup today. I mean, I did my own makeup. I just tried to pull it together a little bit. But yeah, of course you, you did a great job, by the way. Thank you. When you look good, you feel good. But at the end of the day, you want to work on these issues that you have inside. And that's what the show show is about. And I think people are going to really, really like it. So I want everybody to check it out. Facebook.com slash reclaim life today. 
I'm and definitely look, you know, watching that. You know, that is right up my alley. I love things like that. So yeah. I'm excited to yeah, I'm curious see to who you, what you think when you watch it. And I like that it's not too long. You know, it doesn't, people's attention span nowadays is quick. It's like 13 minutes in and out, but we definitely hit on the key points. And I'm curious to know, you know, what everybody thinks. I'm going to be on um, my Instagram live later on today, just talking about it and have some of my friends call in and just, just, just have candid conversations. Um, I'm looking forward to that. All right, we got more with Lala when we come back, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Lala. She's on the phone lines right now. Charlamagne? It feels like you should have been hosting some type of talk show, though. Like, you, like, I mean, you all, you, you, you're an OG radio TV host. You're one of the best to ever do it. Why, why, why now? Why are you getting back into it now? Um, I think nowadays people are more open to people like us doing everything. There was a time, and, and you guys know this, that when you were a radio personality, that's all you were. Nobody wanted to see you as anything else. If you were an actor, right. that's all you were. Nowadays, everyone's doing everything. All actors have their own shows and clothing lines and this and that, and you're not, like, put in these boxes anymore. So I had to kind of wait for it to shift because for a while I was just being put in that, you know, box of only being able to do one thing, and now I'm just showing that, we can do a lot of different things and and, and be good at it. Right. Yeah, because you also have the new season of The Shy coming up, right? And I see that it's coming out earlier now. Yeah, it got pushed up to June 21st, so I'm super excited about that. The Shy is coming back. It's the, it's the new season, obviously, you know, some new cast members from last season, and I think it's it's an incredible season. To me, it's my first time being on it, so I can't speak to what happened in previous seasons or the storylines and stuff, but to me, it feels like one of the strong, strong, strong seasons um, of The Shy, and I'm excited to be a part of it. You see me completely different. I'm like a, a hood chef, a girl that's just trying to get her, her restaurant business off the ground. I have a restaurant inside my house that I live in. Like, I mm-hmm. turn my house into this small restaurant, and it's, it's really cool. So I love that you get to see me in the kitchen, which you would never see in real life. So now, what about schooling for 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 your son? How was that going? Because now you you got to be a teacher, but you have to do everything else. And and I'm pro- and, and and his age, that homework is difficult. It's it's really difficult and it's tough. And trying to keep him, you know, online and focused. It's easy to be online and you're looking at other things. You're looking around. So I just tell him, like, you know, you you got to be on point because this isn't gonna last forever, and you don't want to be behind when. You get out of here, and he just gives me that look that all teenagers give their parents when they say <laughs> stuff like that. And I just try to stay stay on them because, you know, it's an adjustment for them, too. And I think a lot of times with, with kids and teenagers, like, as parents, sometimes we forget to take into account this is new for them, too. Like, they don't know what's going on. They have a lot of questions. They going through their own, you know, anxieties and, and, and feelings about it. So I try to be mindful of that with him, but at the same time, make him understand that's not a reason to – not pay attention. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm staying on him. He's in the other room now um, on cl- in class right now. Right. How has how, how the lack of basketball impacted your household, though? You don't, you can't watch it on TV. You can't play it. How that impacted the house? I mean, there's a lot of 
FaceTime calls with workouts happening in the front yard in the garage has been turned into like a little mini workout place. Like when when athletes need to get their daily exercise or routine in, they're gonna definitely find a way. And one thing about the NBA, they're not letting these guys slip up and not, and not work out. So they're every day there's a set time, you know, for a workout and just staying healthy and staying active, which is good for me because it motivates me to just stay on top of it. I'm trying to stay on top of it now. But wait, before um we wrap up, Charlene, I wanted to talk about what you and I um were doing. So do you want to speak on it? You want me to talk about it? Well, I, I um I, I wanted to do something for, you know, well, actually, I wanted to do something for, you know, the hospital workers and, you know, the people that are really you know, out here on the front lines during this coronavirus situation. And, and Lalizi hit me up yesterday and, you know, she said she wanted to do something. And I was like, well, that's funny you ask. Because, um, you know, <laughs> I was I, w- I was reaching out to Newark Beth Israel Medical Center in Newark, New Jersey. And, you know, they need food. And Lalizi made it happen. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. I always work with... Jamie, who's the owner of Eat Clean Bro, that's like my family. I've been rocking with Eat Clean Bro from before the end of time. Before anybody even knew what an Eat Clean Bro was, um, it was him and I. So I called him up, and he definitely said we could get out like 280 meals on Thursday to the Newark Best Israel Medical Center and Children's Hospital. So I'm excited about that. I'm all about helping, and sometimes, you know, these, these little things just make such a difference, like 280 meals on a Thursday for all the hospital workers and doctors and nurses really does make a difference. And it's something that myself, Eat Clean Bro, Charlemagne are committed to doing. And I'm going to think of and get in contact with some other hospitals just throughout New York, New Jersey, the whole tri-state area and really provide hospitals with, with meals during a, during a time like this. So shout out Eat Clean Bro. And I'm just happy to help in, in any way. If anything else comes up, don't hesitate to call. Uh, I'll make it happen. Well, Let's talk about meals for a second. Hold on, hold on, real quick. I want to talk about meals for a second because Lala loves to post her little snack pics online, her, her thirst traps, and she posted this one of her laying in the pool with her ass out, and the comment show, was like, show, "I show, show it on the screen, show it on the screen, show, show it on the screen." <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. You see it? Oh, there you what go. Is that? There he what go. is that? You must have been bored, live. What, what, what are you no, doing out there? But, 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 but it wasn't the picture. Cause she does that a lot. It was, the, it was the fact that 50 Cent commented on it with the eye emojis. I was like, what? Oh and, then, oh and then 50 was like, I'm losing my mind in this quarantine, La. Your whole ass is out in the pool. <laughs> does that make you feel weird when 50 leaves a pic like that? I mean, leaves a comment like that? It makes me laugh. I mean, I know him so well, so it makes me laugh. 50 is a troll. 50, you know, knows how to get a reaction. I I, I was like, he's just crazy. But listen, sometimes you got to throw him up there. Throw them pictures up and just remind people what it is. Come on, man. I'm with a little thirst trap every now and then. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it, and I'm okay with that. Like, even in the quarantine, I just try to get myself a schedule, you know, get some work stuff done, hang with Cayenne, try to get a workout in, watch some TV shows. Like, I feel like if I still give myself some type of schedule, I still could feel productive during all of this. Right. Right. Well, La, we appreciate you for checking in. Be safe. Wow, lazy. But again, everybody, thank, thank you guys so much for talking to me this morning. And just one more time, it's Facebook.com slash Reclaim Life Today. Make sure you guys have the link to put it up. But I'm just curious to hear... What people think about the show is something that I'm really, really proud of. And it's live right now. Lala Anthony reclaimed my life. So check it out. Check it out. All right. It's Lala 
It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, 10 piece for it just to blow it in the mall. Doesn't mean that we involved. I just what? I just uh, put a Richard on the card. I ain't go playing ball, but I'll show you how to. Gotta do it if you really wanna fall till you fall when you're back against the wall. And a bunch of need you to go away. Still going bad on them anyway. Saw you last night, but did it broad day. everybody it's dj envy angela yee charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club shout to lala for joining us la lazy salute to lala uh make sure you go watch reclaim my life on facebook watch it's available actually right now so you can go check it out right now like you know Absolutely. i know facebook watch has a lot of shows that people rock with from red table talk to steve harvey's talk show now, now they got lala anthony reclaim my life that's the space lala needs to be in anyway though lala is a, a phenomenal tv host and radio host all right. Well, a lot of people ask, you know, what should they be watching right now? Ozark was dope. I finished that, and I'm almost finished uh, Money Heist. Money Heist, I got two more episodes left, and Money Heist is really good if you're into those type of shows. So definitely watch those uh, shows. I've been on podcast heavy, man. I've been on the podcast heavy. Like, I love T.I.'s expeditiously. Like, if you, uh, you know, love the Atlanta hip-hop scene, even if you don't love the Atlanta hip-hop scene, but it's just good history of the Atlanta hip-hop scene. The people he has on there from Jermaine Dupree to 2 Chainz, even people like... Bone Crusher, and I think the brother's name was PK. It's just really good, interesting Atlanta stories. All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Drop on the clues bombs for them. Incredible podcast. Mm -hmm. Amanda Seal, Small Doses. Um, yeah, it's just it's a lot of good podcasts out there. A lot man. of That's programming what I've been on. out there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, we got room a lot of content. Way. I don't know what is he, he is, but I tell you what, <laughs> uh, you know, now nowadays in the entertainment business, uh, mm -hmm. the audio business the book business, and the animation business are probably the only things that's going to be moving for a while. Yeah. So I hope yep, you like absolutely. reading and I hope you like cartoons. There you go. And I hope you like radio and podcasts. There you go. All right. Well, ASCII is coming up next hour, 800-585-1051. You can get on the lines if you want to uh, have some questions for Yee. Maybe you're stuck in the crib and things are going wrong and you just need some advice. Yee can help you out again at numbers 800-585-1051. We'll find Yee. Yeah. And we got rumors Yeah, we got next. the room. Yeah, we got the room report next. Maybe he just quit. Maybe she no. just quit live on the show. You don't think so? That'd I mean, if that happens, you gotta you gotta go out on a bank, not just be radio silent. Like you gotta go out. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta go, go out, out like uh, I netted a trendsetter. God damn. There you remember go. I you gotta go out tough. Woo! Yeah, I remember that one. You can't just that's radio silent. You gotta go out hard. You just you gotta start cursing. You gotta start, you gotta do. You just gotta wild out. You gotta make if it. You don't know who I netted a trendsetter is. Please go Google I netted a trendsetter and watch how she quit live on the radio. Amazing content that was. Annette, yeah. I will never let your name die. Oh my goodness! All right, rumors. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tracy Morgan. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. 
So, as you know, The Last OG came back on season three last night. That premiere was on last night. I actually tried to stay up for it, but it came on at 10.30. So now I got to watch it today on demand because I fell asleep early. But Tracy Morgan was on the Today Show yesterday with Hoda Kotb, and he was talking about quarantining at home with his wife, and it got a little awkward for her. Here's what happened. Oh, well, me and my wife been quarantining here for like three weeks, so she's pregnant three times every week she got pregnant okay so you know so we we, we and we also we're role-playing a lot now we're role-playing she's playing a young maiden okay. whose grandfather was infected with coronavirus and i'm the scientist who discovered the cure and she'll do anything to save her grandfather's life okay. and i mean anything well you are you are a creative one salute to tracy morgan man all couples should be uh doing things to strengthen their relationships during this quarantine i would recommend watching bishop td jake sermon model home and reading or listening to a book called way of the superior man trust me you'll thank me later you're just talking to each other, and a lot of sex always works, too. All right. Well, that's funny. This um, interview reminded me of, like, 30 Rock and his character on there. So, you know, he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Ray Allen has challenged people to grow out their hairlines. I saw Donnell Rawlings posted a picture of his hairline yesterday. He looked crazy. So, yes, he's challenging LeBron. He's challenging Shaq. Uh you know, a lot of people to grow out their hairlines. He said, I wasn't going to post this, but two tears in a bucket. This is where I'm at with it. So I'm going to ride my Jefferson out until the Rona kicks rocks. For those of you that don't know, I have cut my own hair my whole life. So it's been hard not to put the clippers to it. But when I look back at these pics, I will remember the Rona. LOL, fish don't fry in the kitchen. Beans don't burn on the grill. Hey, Ray Allen, mind your goddamn business. All right? <laughs> Just because you want to showcase your hairline and, you know, I'm show off your George Jefferson, that don't mean that the rest of us have to. Yeah, all right? I, we I will say this, though. I, why? For what? Yeah, tell I me mean, the reason. I, I think it's right. I, I think it's only right. I think Give me the reason, Mr. Follower. And tell I me why. I think you should do it, too. Uh, I think why? It's, it's to show... Uh, Everybody, how hard it is out there. We all stick together because there's no barbers out Solidarity. there. Solidarity. Solidarity is what we should do. You scared? So you think that's what that's what you think being that's what you that's what you call hard in a time like this? That's what you call no. suffering in a time like this? Not being able to go get a haircut? Nah, but privileged just saying that because just saying that because he got a hairline. So. I definitely got a hairline, and I would love to see you brothers with no hairline. I'm gonna be, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you though. I actually do have a hairline. I didn't realize I had one. I might you know, show I, it. Show it. I uh-huh. might show. I might show it just to stun on y'all because I really did not know. I was like, damn. I thought my hairline was really pushed back, but it's not. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of people who have hairlines, Tory Lanez, he is upset. He bought Instagram his. Shut, shut down his quarantine radio show. Now, this is what he had to say. This is crazy at this point. My I had 350K live. Instagram cut me off, my I made a whole brand new page thing never heard of. The quarantine radio. I just got to 100,000. Instagram shut me off. Oh, God. Listen, man, I've told so y'all a million times. Until April Instagram is not your platform. You don't own that, okay? And there's certain things that they don't want you broadcasting on yeah. their platform. And that's exactly why we need our own social media sites. And that's all Teddy Riley was saying the other day. Yes, we can do the battles on IG Live. But also, let me put it on my website. Use their platform, IG Live, to build up what I'm trying to grow over here. Like, I don't understand why that was so complicated for people. Why yeah. people got so mad about that? But even if Tory Lanez has his own platform, there's still guidelines. And having a girl s- a dildo on your IG Live... I think people might just block that if this kid's I'm gonna be. I, I don't. I don't believe that because think about it. Think really? about all the wild stuff we see online. Think about all the wild stuff we see on the internet. Instagram is a business, and Instagram doesn't want that kind of stuff on their business. But if he built his own site or created something that oh, his own he, site, he, yes, he, yeah, he could do that. He could do that all day long. Probably, I don't know. But either, even still, 
black people, we need our own social media site because we uh, have made a lot of these people billionaires from Twitter to Instagram to MySpace, whatever it was. All right, now speaking of billionaires, let's talk about Twitter CEO Jack. <laughs> Jack Dorsey made an announcement that he is going to be putting up a billion dollars of his own money. That's 28% of his overall wealth into a new fund that he calls Start Small, and that's for coronavirus efforts. So he's going to be helping to shift that focus to girls' health and education and uh, universal basic income, all of that. And he wants to make sure that people are able to get some money during this time. So there you go. He got it. Twitter's a yeah, he definitely has it. Business. Yeah, he, definitely he got it. it. Exactly. Which, once again, that's why we need to build up our own platforms. Okay. So we can make some of our own billionaires. Now, Joel Osteen is planning to still do this Easter Sunday via his streaming setup. And what he's planning to do is have some guests like Kanye, Mariah Carey, Tyler Perry participating. Here's what he said. You know, I had known Mariah from years past and we had talked about doing some things and they actually contacted us because she wanted to show some support and honor to the first responders. Kanye West, he's going to be pitching in with his choir as well, right? Yeah, he's handling that part. I'm not so sure exactly what he's going to do, but uh, I've, I've, he sent me a couple pictures where looks like they're going to keep the social distancing. And I don't know, Kanye's one of a kind. He'll figure out some way to do it. I would hate to be trapped with Kanye West on a live screen. But you know the good thing about a live screen, you can just turn it off whenever you want to, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? That yeah, probably no, is the best way no to talk to Kanye. Trapped on a <laughs> yeah, that's probably on the best way to talk to Kanye. Right. Well, I think it's going to be more like a webcam and it's on his site. So I don't know if they're going to be like talking like on Instagram live or anything like that. But and they don't we don't know if it's going to be pre-recorded, if it's going to be live or any of those things. But, you know, you'll be able to see it. All right. I'm Angela Yee. And that is your rumor report. All right. Hey, you know what, too, when it comes to those uh, when it comes to these zooms and and, and stuff that everybody's doing, we got to get better cameras here on The Breakfast Club because I'd be looking at some people and they got some crispy ass footage. I was looking at the All the Smoke podcast. When they had Lil Wayne on there yesterday, crispy, crispy, crispy. Just wanted to throw. Yeah, that a lot of a lot of those people are using uh, GoPros and not their laptops. Like if you ever look at uh, Scratch, shout out to DJ Scratch, Scratch Vision, his uh-huh. TV when he's on IG Live, it's crystal yes. clear. Crystal. Shout out to DJ Scratch. He got he got me my GoPro from from them when I posted on his page about his GoPro previously because I had one that was old, and then they saw it and they sent me a brand new one. So shout out to DJ Scratch for that. But I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I got something. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I got something getting sent to the house today. I know Revolt sending something as well, but I got something else coming because I be looking at them. I'm like, bro, they are crispy. I, the, all the smoke podcasts look crispy, like mm-hmm. literally, like they was just on TV. All right. to them, by the way. Salute to Matt Barnes and uh, Stephen Jackson, one of the best podcasts out there. If you having a, you know, if you, if you got time to listen to some new podcasts, which you do. All right. Now, uh, who are you giving that donkey to? Um, for after the hour, this is an opportunity to teach, man. Uh, I need Ellen DeGeneres to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with her. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. With everything going on in the world right now, the General Insurance is making lives easier with their customizable policies and their flexible payment options. Give them a call at 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com today. Some restrictions apply. Because right now you want some real donkey, 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 donkey. 
It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Donkey of the day for Wednesday, April 8th goes to the icon known as Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, safe to say Ellen is one of the most successful daytime talk show hosts of all time, right? I have to put her jersey in the rafters with the Oprah Winfrey's and Donnie Hughes of the world for sure. But Donkey of the Day is all about giving people the credit they deserve for being stupid. Doesn't mean they are stupid, but we all have blind spots that make us sound stupid at times. And that's why I love Donkey of the Day, because I get to correct people for saying something stupid. Okay, Mm -hmm. just like I would hope someone would do for me. Well, in this case of rich, privileged white people say the darndest things. Uh, Ellen on Monday taped a new episode of her daytime talk show in her mansion where she and her wife have been self-quarantining for weeks. Now, very important uh, note. Ellen lives in a mansion that's over 8,000 square feet, sits on 8.24 acres of land. It has five bedrooms, a cabana that doubles as a gym, a two-bedroom gas house, and a basalt pebble infinity pool that overlooks the ocean. Oh, and it cost her $27 million to buy. Dropping the clues bonds for Ellen DeGeneres. I'm not, listen, I'm not mad at her. She has a skill set, a talent, and she has made the most of that talent in order to be able to secure the bag and live like that. So I'm not mad at her for that. I'm not one of those people who knock people for what they have accomplished, okay? I see certain people get mad at rich folks for acting their wage. If a celebrity takes a picture from a yacht and says, this is how I'm quarantining, well... That's just what it is, okay? They put themselves in that position. That's their life. Salute to them. We all do what we can. And if you're able to afford that lifestyle, God bless you. So I'm not giving her donkey today because she is quarantining from her mansion. No, I'm giving her donkey today because Ellen DeGeneres insisted that her mansion feels like a prison. Don't believe me? Listen yourself. One thing that I've learned from being in quarantine is that people, uh, this this is like being in jail is what it is. It's uh, mostly because I've been wearing the same clothes for 10 days and everyone in here is gay. Now I understand she's a comedian. Uh, she was joking. Terrible joke though. I, I even understand what she was trying to go with it because, because if what you want is to go outside, but you're stuck in the house, no matter what type of residence you're in, it's going to feel like you have a lack of freedom. Doesn't matter if you're in a mansion or a one-bedroom apartment. If what you really want is to go outside, you're going to feel deprived of that during this time. But in light of what's going on in prisons and jails all around the country during this global pandemic called COVID-19, Ellen DeGeneres sounds tone deaf as hell. I am so glad that she said what she said because it provides me an opportunity to shine light on something that folks may not know is going on. Okay, please. I'm sure someone will send this to Ellen later because, Ellen, your platform is way bigger than mine and you can help shed some light on this problem. Okay, so let's start with Aaron Campbell. He's a prisoner at FCI Elkton, a low security federal prison in Ohio where three people have already died from coronavirus. He posted this online from the jail. Listen, Ellen. In here, like literally letting the die, bro. Nah, they got this law. It's called uh, the CARE Act. The CARE Act is for people who not a gang member, not a sexual offender, and not on death row. If you at risk of catching this and dying, like three people I know already caught this and died, they can send you home on home confinement, right? So I went to talk to these motherfuckers to get on home confinement. They not gonna let us on home confinement. Why? Because they gotta make money off of us. So the nurse came in this bitch today. I talked to this motherfucker. This tell me, be prepared. Half the unit about to die in this bitch. Like, he literally told me that. They put the tent up, everything. That's where they stacking dead bodies at. One dude, this motherfucker is on his way out of here. You feel me? He dead. This serious, bro. Like, look at this. So y'all want to think of playing or not? Let me see you, bro. Bro, you all right? Mm-mm. 
Oh, by the way, uh, Aaron has not been heard from since he posted that Facebook Live video. Uh, 23 residents and staff members at that prison have tested positive for coronavirus. And I told you already, three have died. Now, Ellen, would you like to hear what it sounds like when a family member is home, worried, begging for their loved one to get help in a prison? This is Teresa Massey, and her husband is Angelo Massey. Listen to what she had to say, Ellen. My name is Teresa Massey. My husband, Angelo Massey, is locked up in FCI Elkton. Someone called me and said my husband was real sick. No one has called me from the jail. I tried to reach the jail. No one has called, um, returned my calls. Um, my husband called me yesterday and said he wasn't feeling good. Now today he did not call me. Someone's calling from inside the jail on a cell phone telling me he's sick, that I need to call the warden, that I need to contact somebody. He finally went over to the nurse. He hasn't returned. They came and they packed up his belongings and didn't tell no word where they were sending him. I'm just reaching out to someone who can tell me where my husband is, if he's okay. Um, just anything that somebody could tell me, if somebody could help me, please. Like these men is up there dying. My husband is locked up on a drug charge. Ellen, I'm sure you get the picture as to why your statement was completely culturally clueless because you are simply not in this world. These things aren't at your front doorstep, so you're not thinking about them, okay? You've probably binge-watched all seven seasons of Orange is the New Black and thought to yourself, well, prison isn't so bad. But Ellen, no, I want to play for you these brothers who made this video from a prison in Alabama and what they are currently experiencing. California is releasing people for the coronavirus. New York is starting to release people for the coronavirus. But Alabama is the most overcrowded prison system in the nation. And they refuse to turn people loose. It's going to be a mass grave site. I'm 71 years old. I have a number of chronic illnesses that make me accessible even more so. They are not giving us hand sanitizer. They're not giving us proper soap. They're not giving us uh, masks. My thing to the outside world is help. Uh, the moral of the story is this is happening all over the country, Ellen DeGeneres. Okay, in California where you live, damn near 3,500 inmates have been released and, and they are just releasing random people, okay? Prisoners whose crimes were violent, those registered as sex offenders and domestic abuse uh, abusers, they're not eligible to see for, for this, okay? All right? See, people think when you're in jail, it's F you, okay? You do the crime, you should do the time. True in a lot of cases, in a lot more cases, people are in there for nonviolent drug offenses because they were just simply trying to make ends meet, okay? Some folks are in there innocent of the crime they committed and might be awaiting trial because they can't afford to bail out. It's all types of nuance to prison and why prisoners are locked up and those folks don't deserve to die just because people don't know, don't show, or don't give a damn about what's going on in America's jail system. Did I even mention Rikers Island in New York City? I saw a letter that uh, Taxstone wrote from jail, wrote from Rikers, where he spoke about the conditions in Rikers, and he started the letter by saying, I'm currently in my grave with my eyes wide open. He said that DAs and the head of the Board of Corrections are playing judge, jury, and executioner with people's lives because this virus is spreading all through Rikers, and nobody seems to care. He said the COs have no protective gear, and they aren't giving them anything to protect themselves. Uh, since then, you know, reform has stepped in and provided masks and some other PPE. But, Ellen, I think you understand now why you saying your mansion feels like a prison didn't sit well with people. So now, Ellen, since you know the problems... What are the solutions? How can you fix this? Easy. Use your platform to sound the alarm. Okay, I put you on to some of the things that are happening, but I'm a black male with a criminal record and a lisp. 
that can't pronounce words correctly. You are a white, privileged white woman, Ellen. I need you to use your privilege to combat this prejudice that is going on. Ellen, I need you to act like your name is Karen, okay? Reach out to someone who is on the front lines fighting for these inmates like Van Jones, all right? Have Van Jones of CNN on your, on your show, on your platform, and let's see if we can get these brothers and sisters some help. We should be calling for people to be released from prisons and jails at a time like this because we don't need any more stories like Patrick Jones. You know who Patrick Jones is, Ellen? Oh, well, he was the first federal prisoner to die from coronavirus. He was locked up in Louisiana on a drug conviction. And if I read right, I think he had a year left on his sentence, not to mention four other people have died in that Louisiana jail from coronavirus since he died. Simple and plain, there's a lot going on, Ellen, that clearly you don't know about because if you did, you would have never compared your mansion to a jail. Uh, please, Give Ellen DeGeneres the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. And like I said, you know, there's a lot of different ways to help. You know, if I was her, I would reach out to Van Jones of CNN. Uh, Van Jones uh, is part of the Reform Alliance. You know him and Meek Mill and Jay-Z. They all made sure that uh, Rikers Island got PPE and got, you know, the things that they needed to properly protect themselves. And I think she needed to have somebody like that on the show to highlight everything that's going on in the prison and jail systems right now due to COVID-19. Because if we don't ring the alarm for our brothers and sisters behind those walls, nobody will. And Ellen, you can be an ally and help us do that. Have a blessed day. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This is Taylor. Hey, Taylor, what's your question for Ye? Okay, so I'm engaged and I'm, I'm 24. I just started, like, living with my with my fiancé, like, in January. And, like, mm-hmm. we've been experiencing some different stuff. So it's, like, like not on no, like, cheating type of stuff, but it's just, like, Mm-hmm. Little things that get on my nerves a little bit with him now and same with him. And so, like, I've also noticed changes with myself. Like, I, like, my love language used to be, like, quality time, words of affirmation, whatever it is. And then, like, now I like physical touch. And so, mm-hmm. like, it's been a little bit difficult for him because he's just like, well, I don't know this side of you. Like, I'm not, I'm not used to that. And so I don't know how to, like, communicate it to him when I'm, like, wanting like him to touch me more than I want him to spend time with me or I'm wanting him to spend time with me more than I want him to touch me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like I don't So know. you feel like there's some changes in how you relate to him, not necessarily how he's been relating to you, but you feel like there's other things that you need right now. You need a lot more uh yeah. physical signs of yeah, affection. I'm, I'm I'm very straightforward, but sometimes he gets offended by that. So I'm like, I don't know how to say stuff in a I guess like a more, like a softer way. Well, you can also initiate that as well, right? 
Right. When you feel like I want you to be more affectionate, you can be more affectionate toward him and then he can respond. I I mean, it sounds like a positive issue because maybe it's the way and like he told you, it's the way that you're saying it to him and you're aware of that. Right. You're aware that sometimes you could say things in a different way that than you have been saying it. I've always been like this. I've always been very forward and whatever. And sometimes it does come off wrong because, like, mm-hmm. that, that's my personality. But, like, other times he, he's, like, taking it and he's, like, ran with it. But, like, some, like lately he's been getting a little bit more sensitive about it. And I don't know if I'm just mean or if I'm... Are you guys quarantined together right now? Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, it is also right now in particular a stressful, more difficult time for people because y'all just started living together a, a couple of months ago. And then now you guys are quarantined together. And I'm sure that there's other things going on besides just that. Right. Like financial responsibilities that you guys have also being quarantined in the house together, which is not something that is usual at this time. So it's a, a lot more difficult on relationships. Would you agree with that? because I'm I'm more of like an extrovert so I don't be in a house like this like mm-hmm. I'll be in a house like later on like 7 or 8 and then we we chill watch our movies whatever it is but now I'm in a house all day because I usually I'd like go to school go to work do my internship whatever then I come home and then like on the weekends I still don't be home until like 7 or 8 because like I'm out with my friends doing whatever right I really am never home like this so this is just a different time for you guys. You guys are in the house. You're home more. You're used to being out more. And maybe you're feeling a little bit more needy than normal right now, right? Yeah, I am, actually. That's just, I really need, like, a little bit more support from him. Like, emotionally. Okay, so I think this is... Perfect how you're expressing it to me right now and saying that right now I do need a a little more support because it's not you don't do this, you don't do that, you need to do this. It's more like this is what I need right now and I'm aware that this is a difficult time and I'm aware that a lot of uh, couples are having relationship issues right now because this is something that's unusual for us and this won't go on forever. But in particular right now, while the world is in a bit of a chaos you know, this is the time for you guys to actually become stronger and build. And he might feel like he needs a little bit of space sometimes too because you guys are in the house together, you know, 24-7 pretty much, right? So I'm sure he's used to having a little bit more space. So that's different for him as well. So you have to acknowledge that too. So it sounds like y'all both love each other, but right now is a bit of a clash because of you're outside of your comfort zones and what you guys are accustomed to as far as being partners in a relationship. Angela, I kid you not, like three months ago, I didn't even like when people tried to hug me. I was like, why are you even touching me right now? But like now, it's just like I always need him to be like rubbing <laughs> or hugging me or something. Like, it's just like, I'm not used to this side of me myself. Like, can you show me? Like, I don't know. All right. So this is what I would say to do. First of all, I'm glad that you can acknowledge everything and the reasons why certain things are happening the way that they're happening for you. I think. And you said you're good at communicating. So let him know. Like, look, I've never been like this before and I can't even explain it. But if I come up to you and give you a hug, I just need you to hug me back. If I want to sit on the couch and cuddle and you should initiate those things and don't expect him to be able to read your mind. It's fine for you to be able to initiate that and just be like, look, sometimes I just need that. So if I come and do this to you, I just need you to reciprocate that and put a little extra effort in right now. And, you know, I think it's great that y'all are able to uh, communicate with each other because right now a lot of people, a lot of relationships are breaking down so you can't let this break y'all down either. Absolutely. Like yeah, like right now he's in the other room so like I'm in the main room but yeah. Go run in there and jump on him right now girl. (laughs) 
tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good luck with that. All right. Thank you, Mama. Good luck. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Working on a weekend. The pinky, all fat, we order the Fiji. I'm in the loop with the voo. I'm in the loop with the woo. Which one you working? I put your face to the news. I put the on the shirt. After I murked it, make go up the hearse. Cost me a quarter burst. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Uh, we're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, Misty. Misty. Yes. Hey, what's your question for Yee? Okay, so my question was, like, what am I supposed to do if, like, my boyfriend keeps sneaking to watch porn? I don't have a problem with him watching it. It's just getting weird that he's sneaking to watch it. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't know whether or not you have a problem with it. Did you tell him, like, I know you're watching porn. It's fine. I mean, we've had the discussion about it. Like, I asked him, like, if we have a problem with sex or something. But he's like, no, we don't have a problem with sex or anything. And it's like, I'm being open-minded about stuff. But I don't know. He keeps asking for, like, threesomes and stuff like that or whatever, too. Well, yeah. Uh, and you you don't want to do a threesome or you do? Or are you open to it? I'm... Okay with it, I guess. I've never done it, so. Well, obviously, that's not going to happen anytime soon because we are all quarantined, and <laughs> you know, so that's a whole nother story. But first of all, maybe part of the fun for him watching porn is him sneaking to do it. That's weird. Is that not strange, or like, is that normal? How'd you catch I him? Think- I'm just curious. How'd you catch him? Okay, we were supposed to have sex or whatever, but then I fell asleep. But then when I woke up, I'm like, okay, maybe I should go back to sleep because you almost finished. So. <laughs> oh, when you when you woke up and you seen him on the computer. He was sitting there watching porn. He was on his phone and it was on mute. That's the weirdest thing to me. Like, why he he was right beside. He didn't want to wake you up. I'm okay with him waking me up though. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't know that. Did you tell him next time wake me up? I'm you know I'm fine. That I don't know. I just kind of like got up and went to the bathroom because I'm like, this is weird. This is the second time I caught him doing this, and I don't. Get you know it, what? So it sounds like y'all just need to have a conversation because you're not saying anything to him and then he's not saying anything to you about it. And then now you do think it's weird. So he probably can sense that you think it's weird. So it's kind of like a lack of communication. It's what's causing you guys to not come together on this when you could just simply wake up and be like, oh, you watching porn? What you watching? Let me see. Okay, I guess. And you know what can be fun sometimes if you don't mind doing this is watching porn together. I mean, like, I'm not as experienced as he is sexually. And, like, recently he got me, like, this toy thing. And I'm just, like, I'm not okay with the electronic down there. Because, like, robot or whatever. So it's, like, I don't know. Well, maybe he is nervous to bring things up to you because he doesn't want you to think that he's weird. Okay. I don't know. I'll try to have that conversation, I guess. Just, I don't know. <laughs> and I see that it feels like you want to be more open-minded about things, and that, but you're right now you're not in that place. Like you're uncertain about a lot of things. Like you said, you're not as experienced as he is. So you take it slow. And I always tell people, don't do anything that you're not comfortable with. So if you truly yeah. are not comfortable with something, don't do it and let him know that you're not comfortable. And if there are things that you want to try, don't be ashamed to try them. So those are the two things that I would say when it comes to experimenting in the bedroom. 
Okay, because, like, I really like them. I've tried to have a part of this conversation before, and then it went into this whole spiral conversation about, like, insecurities and all this extra junk, and I'm just like, what the f*** is going on? Yeah, you never do something just to please the other person if you're not comfortable mm -hmm. with it because that does cause resentment sometimes and then that does tend to spiral out of control. But if in your mind you're like, hmm, I would like to try this, then you should try it. It's just, and remember, it's completely up to you. It's fine for you to not want to do a threesome. It's fine for you to not want to use that toy if you don't feel like it. But it's also fine for you to say, okay, I'm down to experiment. Don't worry about other people's judgments of you. It's your body, your choice to do whatever you want. And even with those things, like whenever I gave him the stuff I wanted to try, he just kept calling me like a freak or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't tell him the stuff that I'm into if he thinks it's too outrageous. But then but what are you into? Like, what, are you, so what are you into? Yeah, Emmy wants to know. What are you into? I'm just curious. Missy? Oh, gosh. Okay. So I kind of like the whole dumb, submissive thing, like if we can switch roles and stuff. And okay. he's not okay with a lot of it. And I guess I grew up on the pill side of life. But mm -hmm. I was kind of trying to see if he would be okay with, like, you know, pegging, probably. Oh, yeah. you go Okay, now, far. pegging is, yeah, pegging might be a little serious. That's not light. No, you want to put him on a leash, no, too? we had that conversation. I mean, he put me on a leash before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'd much rather be on a leash than get a peg in my ass. Okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take the leash. I'll, I'll take the leash for 500 Alex. Okay. <laughs> What I would recommend, Missy, though, is before you go straight to the pegging, have you ever put a finger in there? Yes, that's the thing. Got it by him. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so, oh he, so maybe that's something you guys will graduate to eventually? Yeah, but that's my thing, though. Like, if he brings up the butt play, but then gets weird when we actually <laughs> talk about it, I'm just like, hmm. What's going on? You know here? what? You know? Emma and Missy, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of times guys like to do things, but they don't like to discuss the things they like to do because they feel like it's weird. So you have to kind of oh just do it without don't discussing just, it. Don't rape that man, but <laughs> don't no, just do not it. not that, but like you can feel it out and start doing something and he might like it, but he doesn't want to discuss that he likes it. So obviously if he doesn't want to do it, he'll let you know he doesn't want to do it. But if you just approach it and bring it and be like, hey, let's go in the heat of the moment and he's with it, then there you go. But sometimes having that discussion makes people feel a little weird. Okay, I'm going to have the whole, um, like, off conversation. I don't want to have it, like, first time at breakfast or whatever, but I'm trying mm -hmm. to see how I can bring it up during the day or whatever because I'm just like, yo... I'm okay with you waking me up for sex. You've done it before. Like, well, he didn't wake right. me up for sex, but like a BJ or whatever. So it's just like, you know. Okay. I feel like Man, you guys would be fine. This is a great time to have these discussions while y'all are in the house together. He ain't got nowhere else yeah. to go. We got to get this quarantine over because y'all bored as hell. Tell, tell, him, tell him he's shook and ain't no such thing as half-ass crooks. And by that, tell him stop letting, letting you put half your finger in his ass and tell him you want all or nothing. All right? Tell him grow up. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you, guys. All right, Misty. Good luck. It's funny don't what y'all like to weigh in on. If you do stuff like that, you can't even... You, please don't give the young man no nicknames either, though. You be hitting him and you talk about you're, you're Peg the Stallion. Can't call a grown man Peg the Stallion. What? All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit Yee. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee.
Yeah, and since we're talking about all things like this, let's talk about what happened on an episode of Lip Service with G Herbo. He discusses Taina, his girlfriend, who is Emily B's daughter, and his uh, children's mother, Ari, actually meeting for the first time and what a relief it was for him. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk G Herbo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so this clip ended up going viral yesterday. And mind you, we did this interview over a month ago, and it just came out on uh, Monday. But G Herbo was on lip service, and he was talking about Tayina, and, which is his girlfriend, and his baby mom, Ari, actually meeting organically without him involved. And here's what he said happened. So what happened? And did you get that call? Like, guess who I just I met? I got the call exactly like that. Guess who I just met was her exact words. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that was a highlight for me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. I, it made me smile. I was so happy just because I know how important that is. You know what I'm saying? And I know at the end of the day when everybody, like, on the outside looking in, and you might think y'all have those differences, but at the end of the day, y'all know a lot of y'all women relate. All right, so that sounds like a beautiful thing, right? There's nothing better than when you have a girlfriend and you have an ex and they meet each other and they get along because you know they're going to be in each other's lives at some point somehow to get to that point where you can be mature and be like, all right, cool, nice to meet you and communicate with each other. That's right. The best thing is that is the child. So as long as the child's happy and they're co-parenting, that's, that's everything. All right, R. Kelly was trying to be able to leave jail because of coronavirus while he's awaiting trial on racketeering, sex trafficking, and child pornography charges. But the judge ruled yesterday that he is going to have to remain in jail. They said, while I am sympathetic to the defendant's understandable anxiety about COVID-19, he has not established compelling reasons warranting his release. So he will remain there. He's not going to be one of the people that is able to go home right now. Yeah, if you're a, if you're a violent uh, crime offender or a sex offender or a domestic abuser, you're not getting granted that kind of leniency. So that's understandable. His penis is a threat right. to the community. Fat Joe and Remy Ma were on Instagram Live yesterday, and one of the things that they talked about was the song Sheether, the disc record. And uh, Fat Joe was saying that Remy really opened the door for a lot of female rappers with that song. Listen to this. I feel like regardless of whatever happened with Sheetha, that door opened the doors for all the females that you get to see right now. You would have never heard them, ever. I really believe ever. that you opened the door, even the big move that you did when you brought out Cardi B before. Everybody, everybody, Cardi, everybody. every female. But, but no, Cardi B, that's the first time I've seen her in the big stage. And that, that was a big move to open the door for all the females. But in Nikki's defense, now I see why she wasn't dealing with some of these bitches because, like, I be looking sometimes, like, some of these these women, like, and I be like, yo, it's enough room for everybody. Like, why are you doing shorty like that? You're not lying. I, th I think more so for the fact that he made Nikki uh, kind of vulnerable. She made Nikki kind of vulnerable. And so being that she was kind of vulnerable, it, it was it was able, it, other people were able to, to kind of get in a little bit more. 
Yes. So, yeah, she's there. Sheesh, remember that? I'll never forget the day that came C-I-A-A. out. CIAA. <laughs> CIAA weekend. I remember. CIAA, Charlotte, North weekend. Carolina. Mm-hmm. I was debating with Nicki Minaj all morning long about whether or not Remy <laughs> Ma had a problem with her. And I was saying, I don't think Remy has a problem with you, Nicki. And then about an hour later, Sheetha came out and I just had to text her back and be like, my bad. You Oops. was right. You was right. <laughs> all right. Joe Button was on Instagram Live since that's what everybody's doing right now. And he was talking to Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. And one thing that he talked about was Drake and the issues that they've had in the past in this potential interview. Most people's intrepidation with speaking to me is because I might be so bad for the brand. You can't predict me. Yeah. And because I'm normally kind of close with some of the people I'm talking to, they know that and they're not having a conversation with me of, hey, all right, hey, this, 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 keep this off limits. And even if you did, who knows that that is where I would stay. Also, he talked about whether or not he would interview Takashi 69 Here's what Joe Button said about that. Would you interview him? No. Would you fault me for interviewing him? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pass judgment on anybody. Listen, I wasn't interviewing him before all of this because I believe in energy and protecting mine. <laughs> so, no, I wasn't touching the kid then. I felt bad for him, so I never wanted to exploit him. Everybody that sat with him got a million views, two million, three million, four million, five million. That's a cash cow for content. I would not touch him. Just my integrity. Oh, um, even though we've interviewed Takashi Six Nine a couple of times, uh, I, I agree with him on that. I, I don't, I don't know how uh, unsafe a Joe Budden and Drake interview would be though, because what do you mean? Joe has a relationship with Drake now. That's my whole point. Like, like Joe never keeps that same energy with people when he does his one-on-one interviews. When Joe got his wife beat on, with his veins popping out his neck, that's when he's entertaining to me. And I've never seen him have that same energy with an artist when he's actually one-on-one. It's almost like that energy is debated him into sitting down. And then when he's finally across from them, it's all love. And, you know, people were saying that uh, I, I was hating on Joe the other day when I said I don't want to see an interview with him and Drake. No hate. It's just my opinion. And it's for, it's for all the same reasons he just said. It's like, yo, y'all got a real relationship now. I don't know how I don't know how that interview would be. And I think the Rap Radar interview was so good and so much was covered in two plus hours. I'm cool on any Drake interviews for a minute. This is my personal opinion. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, he does have a lot more things happening now and music that's been coming out and leaked, so I feel like it's a continuous, ongoing thing, like the rap. And I don't think you have to have the veins popping out energy to be able to sit down and have a one-on-one because that's yeah. not no, how the think, rap radar no, no, was. No, no, but I think that if you've been uh, if you've been having critique of somebody for years, you have mm-hmm. to say that same critique to them. You can't talk about them. That's what, I, that's what I do as a radio personality. That's what I feel like all personalities should do. If you have a critique about somebody, regardless of how they feel about it, whether that critique is good or bad, when you're sitting across from them, you should have that same energy. I, no, I think Joe will be all right. I think people are critiquing Joe and his interviewing skills. So I think it's to the point now where he, I think he understands what he would have to do and he have to s- keep that same energy. I think Joe will. Jo- exactly. Joe, Joe's not a bad interview at all. Joe just does not keep that same energy with artists. Joe will go in on you on his podcast, but then when he's sitting across from you, it's not the same thing. That's all I, that's all I want. Keep the same energy. And me and Joe have these conversations, by the way. Got a call scheduled with Joe today, matter of fact. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Up next, the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, we got a shout to Lala for joining us this morning. Salute to Lala Go check her out on Facebook. Watch. She's got a show called uh, Reclaim My Life. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love to see Lala in that space because she's one of the best radio hosts, one of the best TV hosts to ever do it. Lala, you know, when I, when I be out talking to these college kids, well, when we could be out, or uh, even just when people hit me up, Lala influenced a lot of people that want to be in journalism and, and in media. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at Lala, where she came from and from radio to TV to acting, to being an actress to movies, that, all that. Like, Lala is definitely inspirational in her, in her come up, you know? And she's still doing great work, even though she's, you know, she doesn't have to do the things that she does. She's always been out there trying to inspire people. She has her books that she's written, and I love how empowering she is for women. Absolutely. All right. Uh, when we come back, we got the positive. You know what? Move. Hold on, no, hold on, hold on. I want to salute um, everybody in the 803, Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, today is April 8th. Uh, April 8th is Charlemagne the God Day in Columbia, South Carolina. Salute my guy, Stephen Benjamin, the mayor of Columbia, South Carolina. Um, I had something planned for the day. Well, something I started planning a while ago, but of course, coronavirus made it to where we can't congregate, we can't get together. So hopefully I'll be able to do it later this year, maybe even next year. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got the day back in 2017. In the past couple of years, I wanted to do something there. And this year, I had it together. But, uh, you know, due to the circumstances, we can't make it happen. But I promise you, I'm going to make it an annual thing. So salute to everybody in the 803, everybody in Columbia, South Carolina. Drop one of the clues bombs for the Metro, damn it. And salute to Michelle Austin, too. She's the promotions director at Hot 1039. That's my girl. She was helping me put this thing together. Salute to Michelle. When we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, Charlemagne, you got a positive note for the people? Yes. Uh, I want to say, man, for everybody out there just sitting around trying to figure things out, okay, uh, I want you to remember to watch your thoughts. They lead to attitudes. Watch your attitudes. They lead to words. Watch your words because they lead to actions. Watch your actions. They lead to habits. And watch your habits. They form your character. And you got to watch your character. Because it determines your destiny. Breakfast club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?